Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello you guys and welcome back for another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. It's wonderful to have you all here today. I hope you've had a wonderful day. I like saying the word wonderful, so yeah, what a wonderful life we get to live. Sometimes it's okay if it doesn't always feel wonderful. I have had a pretty good week. I've had some really important breakthroughs in my mindset and my ability to think clearly, and I think a lot of that is due to getting away to see some family last weekend, which was really grounding, really peaceful, and gave me the much-needed time to take a break, step away, and get a bit of a new and fresh perspective, and mostly my grandparents encouraged me to say, don't just say the rest of the year is going to be hard or bad or difficult because of school. You can still have hope and faith and believe that there will be good this year and it will be good and you will learn things and enjoy it even if it's hard and maybe not what you had initially planned. So a little bit convicted and encouraged by that but I've had a good week which is awesome. Had a productive week but I also prioritized my mental health which was a very good combination. My psychologist appointment a week and a half ago or so She talked about needing to have something to look forward to at the end of each day and encouraged me to think of something fun that I wanted to do for even just half an hour every day. And it was hard for me to think of things. I was like, what do I want to do? What do I like doing or want to work towards every day? In the end, I decided on coloring in. So every afternoon this week, I colored in for 15 minutes to half an hour and I just listened to a fun podcast and it was really good. And it is so important to have something to look forward to at the end of each day. So I encourage you to do that as well. Think of something small, even just 15 minutes, five minutes, half an hour that you can look forward to. Could even just be something like drinking a yummy drink at the end of the day, eating some good food or getting to listen to a good song or watch a nice, funny, short YouTube video, something like that. But I want to encourage you that if you are struggling and you feel like you're in the middle of some darkness and some difficult times, I want you to have hope that your breakthrough is coming just like it was for mine. The light is coming, but even here and even now, you are loved and it is okay to feel the way that you feel. But I do just want to pray and hope and believe for you that your breakthrough is coming. So today's episode is all about working. So uh, it's all about first jobs, being employed and babysitting tips, etc. So stay tuned for some of those things. I currently work at a cafe and I have been there for 18 months or so. But before that, I was working at a different cafe and I started there when I was 13 and a half years old and I was working there for two years. So I've had two jobs at cafes and overall been working at cafes like three and a half years or so, maybe a little bit more. So I did get a job when I was quite young, but I was just super eager to get in, get into the workforce, uh, to get a job, to get some experience and start earning a bit of money and just working hard. I loved that. And I do love my cafe work. I love the people that I get to create this community with, with, community with. I love working with others and I love everything that it's taught me. But above all, I think that working in a cafe teaches you how to work hard and what that means to work hard. It teaches you what it means to keep on going and keep on working hard even if you don't want to. And of course, there are times that doing the dishes is not fun at all or when you don't want to mop the floor and but you know that you need to make it clean and you know that you have to do that. And forcing yourself to do that and have the mental strength to do it is very, very powerful. I think another important skill that working at a cafe teaches you or any part-time job, is it really teaches you to be organized and to plan your week and just stay, yeah, organized and focused. 
and to stop procrastinating, you need to get jobs, schoolwork and stuff done around your work. You need to plan your sleep, etc. and your energy and your schedule and when you're hanging out with friends around your work and vice versa. You really need to be organized and schedule time to do all of your assignments and your assessment or hang out with friends because if you do work, and for me it's quite a few hours on a Saturday, I know that that takes up a lot of my spare time on the weekend and so I need to plan the rest of what I'm doing around that. It also means that if you have holidays, you need to be organized and ask for availability and time off work. So it really does plan. So it really does teach you to be organized and plan your week and forces you to be reliable because the cafe or wherever you're working needs to know that you are reliable and that you will be there when they ask you to be there and you'll do what you say you'll do. Working at a cafe teaches you about money, teaches you about saving and the power of money, but it also teaches you about the value of money. I try not to do this sometimes because it's not always a healthy mindset to have, but often when I'm out and about, I'm thinking about whether I want to buy something or not, In my head, I directly convert the cost of that item into the amount of hours it would take me to earn that. So for example, if it's a pair of earrings, I'll look at it and go, yes, maybe it costs this much, but in my head, I know that that's three hours of work, two hours of work, whatever. So then I think about it. If my boss or someone came up to me and said, you can work for two hours hard like you do, and I'll give you these earrings, would I consider that enough payment? Would that after a long, tiring shift be enough? satisfaction and reward for effort and if not I might not buy that item because I'm like okay well that's how I earned that money that's the true value of what that money costs but having your own money is so special and cool nothing is cooler than buying something that you worked hard for with your own money something that you want and knowing the work that you put in to be able to, to get that a couple months ago I bought a denim jacket halfway through last year I got myself a new phone because my other one was absolutely not working at all And I also, of course, bought myself a car recently, which is so cool. And I feel so fortunate to have all of those things. But the other day, I just threw my wallet, my phone and my car keys down on my bed after I came home from a busy day. And I just paused for a second and looked at that and was like, whoa, if my 13 year old self could see me now, she'd be like, this is so cool. And it is because I've worked so hard to achieve all of those things. And obviously, they're just material items. And also, there is so much more that comes out of work than just material items. But I was like, whoa. This is what my effort has come to. But also, the effort has also come to things that are potentially, depending on who you are, more meaningful than that. At the cafe I work at, I've been truly blessed to have been able to find a second home there, and I know that that is so special for work. Regular customers now consider me almost second family to their kids, and my bosses I see as mentors and older siblings and role models in so many ways. And I have work colleagues who I act as younger siblings or older ones to tease at and get annoyed with and laugh with so much. Because truly nothing bonds you faster than a hectic Saturday or Sunday shift in a cafe, I feel. So if you don't know whether to get a job or not, this is your sign to, yes, put the effort in, get a job. It has benefited my life in so many ways. We had Jess, my older sister, on the podcast two weeks ago, I think. And that was really cool. And she talked a lot about how for years she has wanted to do medicine. And for years she has put so much effort and time into doing those things. On holidays she would go on camps to gather more skills. Or she would do placements in a hospital and all these things. Or she would study a lot to get into the course that she wanted. Myself, on the other hand, I have never really known what I wanted to do after high school. So for me, I couldn't prepare in the way that she could. I couldn't study or ask people 
who were an accountant if I wanted to be an accountant about what it was like. So for me, I knew that the only preparation I could really do for my future was making sure that I worked hard and saved enough money so that money would never be an issue about what I wanted to do. I had my goal that when I graduated, I could just do whatever I feel called to do, whatever it was last minute, and that money wouldn't be an issue. And I'm really lucky and happy and fortunate to be able to say that that will be the case at the end of this year. And I still don't really know what I want to do and have plans, but I know that I have the resources to make anything possible, obviously within limits. (laughs) So I compiled a list of some of my top tips if you are starting a job, applying for a job, etc. Number one is be confident. Fake it till you make it. And I know it sounds crazy, but I also know that that's the hardest thing. But being confident is the most important thing. People and employees, I think, will look for that confidence and look for the fact that you're willing to try and put an effort and that is really employable and encouraging. I walked up to a cafe when I was 13 and a half, said, could I please speak to a manager? And I handed them my resume. And I truly think that even though I, I had no experience, I knew nothing, but I think it was my confidence that encouraged them and gave them the confidence to be able to employ me and trust that I would be able to handle myself. Admit to mistakes and ask how to do it better. It's okay if you mess things up. Just They don't expect you to know what you're doing when you first start at a new job, but just admit to mistakes and ask how to fix it. Be quick to say sorry. Be quick to say thank you for helping. Be thankful. Thankful for your bosses for employing you, for giving you a trial shift, for giving you a chance, for teaching you new things, etc., etc. Speak clearly and calmly and confidently. You want your bosses and the customers and everybody else to understand what you're saying and understand what you're thinking. Engage with others, both your workers and customers. Go above and beyond. That's what will make you stand out. And even if you don't really know what you're doing, always look active and be searching for a job. In a cafe, it's great to just hop on dishes all the time. If you're new, just go do dishes. Clean tables always. Always be looking for something else that you can do. Observe what the other workers are doing and copy and imitate imitate their actions. Go above and beyond. Clean those dishes faster and cleaner than everyone, anyone else you've seen. Sweep that floor better than what you have to do. Go above and beyond. And then when you do make mistakes, it will matter even less. Ask how you can do better. At the end of the shift, be like, thank you so much for everything that you taught me today and all the opportunities you gave me. Is there any last minute feedback that I can have a think about and come into with the next shift to do better? things like that. They will appreciate your vulnerability. They'll appreciate your confidence and your desire to do better. Your workplace can become a really good community if you choose to make it that. Write little notes, hide them around the place. People will love that, appreciate it, and just make it such a more fun environment. Celebrate each other's birthdays. Remember what they had throughout the week and ask them about it next time you see them. All just little things to build relationships, build connections, and make the workplace happier for you too, because then you develop better friendships there. Invest in the people you work with and it'll be way more fun. I was talking to someone when I first started at this job and feeling like, oh, I just feel like I never know what I'm doing and I keep on making all these mistakes. And when I make a mistake, it just stays in my head and I can't stop thinking about it. And she said, in your head, decide at the start of the shift, okay, today I'm going to make three mistakes. And once you make one, be like, okay, that's one. That's okay. I said I was going to make three, so one is fine. If you get to two, Okay, two mistakes, that's all good. You're learning, it's fine. You said you were going to make three, but then you're extra careful for the third one. And if you do make the third one, still, that's fine. But often you'll realize that you make less mistakes than what you think. It's just that you keep on ruminating on that one mistake. And if you do make a mistake, it's going to happen. But if you keep thinking about it, 
you're going to be more nervous and less focused and make them more. So just realize that you are going to make mistakes and that's completely okay. If it helps, give yourself a fake limit or quota of three and I think that'll help you realize that you make less than what you think but it'll also help you get over your mistakes and forgive yourself faster. When I first started again I was a little bit nervous and I remember messing something up and being like oh I'm so bad at this I'm so dumb I whatever and so before shifts I would start saying affirmations to myself and affirming them. I'd be like, I am an efficient worker. I'm an effective worker. I'm a calm worker. I'm a kind worker. I'm a confident worker and servant and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And then if I did make a mistake or if it was a really stressful day, I would keep on saying that to myself in my head. It calmed me down, gave me something to focus on, but it also, yeah, meant that I could do better and I had that confidence and trust in myself. Be willing to adapt to what the environment needs. Things will keep on changing. What is expected of you will change as the cafe or the environment or wherever you are changes and just be willing to adapt with that and do what is needed of you. I hope some of that helps and I'm sure a heap of you or your family or friends or older siblings would have advice as well, so ask them too. Now I'm going to move on to babysitting. I've done a bit of babysitting throughout my years as well for family, friends, and a whole range of other people. And I have thought of a few things that have really helped me with that. So each shift, I love to, each, it's not really a shift, each babysitting time, I love to bring a bag, a surprise bag, or a mystery bag of some games, a lot of board games and card games that I chose specifically to target that age group or those kids. If you already know them, you'll know what they'll kind of like. And this is called my mystery bag. And if I've babysat for that family before, they can know and expect me to bring it next time And it can make the kids more excited, but it also gives the night a bit of structure and something that they know to expect and look forward to. So then let the kids choose what the next game is going to be. It makes them exciting to see what you've brought along and gets them excited to see what is in the bag. One thing that's really helped me and that helps with getting the kids to go to bed on time is to tell them what the plan is for the night. So after maybe one game, I'll say, okay, what do you guys want to do next? And everyone will go around and say kind of the things that they'll want to do or I'm sure they'll shout it out and get excited and talk over the top of each other and then I say okay fabulous so how about we play one more round of this game and then we'll do two games of that and then maybe we'll have a 10 minute dance break and then you'll have a shower and then you'll have a shower and then we'll read a book and we'll go to bed does that sound like a good plan and if everybody agrees on it that is perfect and then throughout the night when they ask can we do this as well or what about this etc etc as kids do you can remind them of the plan And it helps them to know when they're going to bed. It helps them to know that you agreed to do all of these fun things. They know what to expect. And it also means that they can't really convince you to add something else or convince you to do something else or let them stay up later because you all agreed on the plan at the start of the night. Obviously, it doesn't always work, but it's been helpful for me. Get the older kids on your side. If you, especially if you have a range of older kids and younger kids, you definitely want the older kids on your side because they know the younger kids better. They know how to help them out. They know how to encourage them to go to bed on properly or even things like they know where their clothes or pajamas are kept if they're babies, things like that. It really helps to get the older kids on your side so that they can help you out throughout the night as well. Care about the kids and genuinely ask them questions. For me, babysitting is a chance that I have to pour into these younger people to show them some love and kindness and to make them feel special as my babysitters did and I remember as a kid, those who were older than you who really give you a lot of care and attention, just make you feel so special. So consider babysitting like a chance to really serve other people and a bit of a gift to these younger kids. 
One thing that's really important is to think of a list of activities or things to do beforehand so that you're the one in control rather than the kids suggesting things or trying to convince you to do all of these things. You want to show that you're the one in control, you have the list of ideas and you have a bit of a plan for the night. So that would be my main list of tips for babysitting. I'm now actually going to call my boss, whose name is Ash, and she is wonderful. And I'm just going to ask her some things that she looks for in employees and things like that. So if you're curious to get a bit of the other perspective, stay tuned for that. How are you? Well, good. Good, good. I don't really like answering stuff, but I'll do it for you. Okay, well, I appreciate (laughs) the sacrifice. (laughs) No, I had to, like, really prepare myself. I was like, Jessie, I can't do this. Oh, Jesse can do it. I'm sure he would love to even more. What are you doing? Are you recording me? I will when I ask you the question, obviously. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. I've written them down. So from all your experience, all your wonderful experience, what do you look for when employing someone? Some key attributes that I look for when employing staff is some sort of experience with customer service whether it's from a previous job, volunteering, or some sort of community-based involvement. Being able to communicate with different sorts of people is really important with any job, but specifically hospitality and customer care professions. In my opinion, something else that I look for is the right attitude. This can be mostly seen from an interview with potential employees. I look for someone who is eager to learn, willing to make mistakes, and to learn from them. Honesty kindness and positivity. I believe anything can be taught to someone with these traits and this is also where you'll find your long-term staff. Love it. Very cool. Thank you. And what special skills do you think that having a job teaches you and why do you think it's important to work from a young age? Okay. I think there are many important skills and lessons that a job can teach you if you're willing to learn. It really does depend on the job, but relating this back to hospitality and customer service, I believe that some special skills that can be learned that are also transferable skills in life are teamwork, communication, resilience, multitasking, attention to detail, time management, and problem solving. These skills are honestly priceless and I believe it is crucial for adolescents to work from a young age as it helps them grasp and master these skills from an early age. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday. I'm now going to interview my sister, Ella, my younger sister, who just got her very first job at a cafe as well. So I'm going to ask her some questions about the process of applying and things like that, which I think will help a lot of you guys. Interested to hear what she has to say about her first experiences at a new job. So I've got Ella here and her new cat, our new cat, family's new kitten, Dully in the house. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Fabulous. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions. But to start off with, do you want to tell us a little bit briefly about your new job? Just kind of what do you have to do with it and how you got it and the whole procedure that that was? Well, a couple weeks ago, Dad and I went around the town and handed out about 15 resumes. It was very daunting, but I did it. And um, we got a few replies, but the place I'm working at now... um, they replied and said, do you want to do a trial shift this Sunday? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so I went and did the trial shift and then got the job. And it was all really good. Very exciting. 
So, talk about the process of handing out resumes. And this wasn't the first time you'd had to do it, but what did you do like when you got to the cafe and places like that? And how did you prepare your resume? So, I used just a template from Word and put all my information in it. And then printed out like a whole bunch and any cafe, bakery, restaurant, anything that we drove past, I would go up to them and be like, hi, can I speak to your manager? Um, my name's Ella and I'm really looking for work. Can I hand in my resume here? And then they would take it and um, reply if they wanted me. Fabulous. And you said that was daunting. So how did you overcome some of the dauntingness of it? <laughs> um... It was really just like pretending to be confident, like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, and just go for it because what have you got to lose? Very good advice. So how did you then prepare for your first shift? Was it a similar kind of mindset? Or I can imagine you would be quite nervous. So what did you kind of do to prepare yeah, for your first ever shift, your trial shift? Yeah, I was really nervous. And um, one of Talia's friends... Um, already worked there so I called her and asked if there are any tips or tricks I should know before going into it which was really helpful um, just to know what they expect and what I should do to be the best I could and then I just um, texted the manager and was like is there anything I should know or anything I should wear and she texted back and I just followed all their advice and went into it with a positive mindset kind of thing. Perfect. And what has been the biggest thing that you've learned so far from working? Probably to do the job that needs to be done, not the job you want to do. Because to be really in like the team of the cafe, sometimes you do something you don't want to do, but overall it's helpful and everyone will really appreciate you doing it. Like you could want to be on the till more and interact with the customers, but sometimes you just got to go and wash a load of dishes for like an hour because no one wants to do it, but it needs to be done. And it's really helpful when it is done. Perfect. That is very true, and I could not agree with that more. And finally, why did you want to get a job so badly, and why do you think it's a good thing for other people to get a job? Well, I really wanted one for probably two reasons. One, because I think it's really important to have that experience. And I really didn't want to graduate with just no experience except for the stuff I'd learnt at school. And also because there's something nice about having your own money. Like it's not your parents' money, it's not borrowed money. And then you can do more stuff. Like you can go out with friends and just have a fun time because you have this money and you have it in savings so you know you can do more stuff later. And it's just all around helpful. Perfect. Is there anything else that you would like to share at all about working or jobs or life or anything? Um, I reckon if you want to get a job but you just keep putting it off like I, I did a lot, just go for it. Like, honestly, don't put it off any longer. Just go out there and hand out resumes. You'll really love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Ella. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Ella. Well, I hope you find some of that, or all of that, or parts of it, or hopefully none of it, no, hopefully not none of it, helpful, or encouraging, or uplifting. 
Uh, if you already have a job, if you've had a job for ages, send me some of your favorite tips. I can share them on the at goodluck underscore charliepod Instagram social. Share this episode with someone else who you might know who's looking for a job or just started a job or transitioning jobs or babysitting, etc, etc. I'm sure there are tons of people who I would love to learn from this or who have been looking for some advice or just need to know a little bit more or who want a little bit of comfort in amongst the scariness of starting jobs and applying for jobs, etc. Working really is fabulous and I hope that you feel it benefits you and teaches you things and equips you with the money to do what you desire. And with that, I hope you all have a wonderful week. You are so loved. Uh, You deserve the world and everything that you put your heart and effort and energy into. I hope that you have a good week. I hope you continue to learn more about yourself and this world and also the people around you. I hope that you continue to find things that you enjoy and things that you love. Genuinely, have a fabulous week and it's okay if you don't. But with that, good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. Bye, Charlie. Bye, Charlie.